I'm John. I'm Sass. And this is the Mint One Podcast. Where we talk all things NFTs and the rise of blockchain gaming. So Sass, where's Rob gone? Well, John, Rob's in Tokyo. <laughs> so we're going to be chatting about what it's like to be an NFT creator. So Saskia, your debut on the podcast, because uh, Rob is otherwise engaged, let's say. Um, are you nervous? Are you excited? How are you feeling? <laughs> a little bit nervous. Very excited. I've never been on a podcast, so Ooh. this is new for me. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited to just have chat. Yeah, and um, thankfully it's on a topic that you have a lot of experience with. Which is uh, which is being an NFT creator. So, do you want to talk a little bit about your NFT project and how you started it, how you got to this point? Yeah, sure. That's it's quite a long story. I'll try and um, condense it down. (laughs) So, I started my NFT project like I think it's nearly two years ago. Like in I think in April it's going to be two years, which is just beyond crazy and it it feels like a lifetime but also a very short time at the same time so um basically in short i got a new job and my colleague was very into wax specifically which now that i think back on it is really interesting because barely anybody i talked to knows about wax (laughs) yeah um so he saw me like doodling cats at lunchtime and he said like oh you should you should make some nfts and i was like okay, (laughs) what's an NFT? (laughs) And so for like the next couple of months, he explained to me what NFTs were and what blockchain was. And it took a while for me to wrap my head around it. But eventually I did and very against what I usually do. I just made an NFT project. I don't know why I did that, but I just did. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I uploaded a few cats. And from then, I think it was just really exciting. And I I used to do like lots of free drops where I just did. um, Yeah, well, I should probably explain what my NFT project is. (laughs) It's it's a very simple, cute um, art collection on wax. And I do drops every week, every cat a day, and I release a small little cat drawing, and I release about 60 mints of each, it depends, there's like different rarities, and basically it's just an art collectible project, so people have fun collecting them, and completing their collections, <laughs> as collectors do. Um, so yeah, that's that's cat stickers. Yeah, and you've been going for about two years, which is roughly, I think, when I, roughly when I came into the Wax ecosystem as well, which was a... A very different time to now. Very. Um, I mean, I think it was it was a bear market back then, right? Like it was still quite quiet. It was before the big yes, kind of growth was, we had. I'd say like it was quite a few months before that because I I had time to like settle in. It was quite quiet, and then all of a sudden like things started ramping up, and that was kind of like December, November last year. Do you think it was easier for you to kind of get started in a time where it was quiet and you could just yes. get to know all the core people before all the craziness happened? Exactly. I, I look back and I think it was probably the best time I could have started my collection um, because yeah, it was like I feel like there were quite a few people joining, but very casually, um, and everyone was just kind of exploring the space and getting to know everyone and like all the other collections. And there were quite a few collections actually starting the same time as mine i remember mikey and i like literally started like weeks apart from each other which was really cool um yeah very interesting it was was cool to uh, definitely around those that few that few month period we had where you started 
Uh, Mikey started, I remember Creek, who Crypto Mooney started, yes. Stuck at 6pm came into the community. I started doing NFT Insider. It was a, it's crazy to see how many of those people are still around and still contributing to this ecosystem we have. Yeah, and lots of people have like, either projects have like evolved and changed and grown or most of them have kind of, you know, gone away, which is understandable. Like it's quite a um, hectic space to be in and especially when it's not doing so well, it's not fun, but yeah. Yeah, it can be, it can be very full on for sure. Yeah. And there's a, a lot of commitment required. Um, right. I think that conveniently gets onto, I guess, what my first real question would be, would which is why did you start? Like what was the goal of, or what is the goal, I suppose, of cat stickers? <laughs> That's a very good question and um, something I think about often. Um, I mean, when I started it, it was kind of like, what is NFTs? What are, what is the blockchain? You know, what is this new technology? I don't want to be an old granny, like being like, oh, I'm so scared of the blockchain. Like when my kids come and be like, oh, look at this NFT I bought. And I'm going to be like, ah. <laughs> so I think for me, it was all about educating myself. And I think a, another big part of it was how excited I was to have a way to sell my art because mm -hmm. I come from South Africa, which is a known fact. Everybody knows that in this place. <laughs> All the way at the bottom of Africa and it's impossible like to ship and sell art from South Africa. So like online you always see if anybody's into art, they'll usually start their own online store and yep. they'll like start, it's quite dinky, like they'll be sitting in their room packaging stickers and, and art and all of that and then shipping it off across the world. And that just wasn't an option for me. Getting parcels across South Africa either will cost a fortune like to get it overseas yep. or it will take a year to reach people. So that wasn't a thing. And I didn't really know about drop shipping. I think when I was younger, drop shipping wasn't a thing. It's relatively new. Mm -hmm. um, so I was really excited <laughs> to be able to sell my art without having to worry about any of the physical stuff or, you know, getting it overseas. Um, yeah. And the other reason that really excited me was how my colleague who got me into it explained the whole secondary market thing and, you know, creator royalties and what like, in real life, if somebody, if you sell your art to somebody, you obviously get that income. But then when they go and sell it to somebody else, you don't get anything from that. And they yep. probably won't even know who the artist is unless you've put your name on it somehow. So sure. I, that's, that's what happens. But with NFTs, I know exactly where my art sells. I know who it goes to. Well, I know the wallet it goes to. Um, and I can see how many times it's sold and I get royalties from all of their sales. And I thought that was pretty damn cool <laughs> yeah so no i think that's it's great to i mean we've seen nfts do this with people around the world is give them opportunities that they otherwise wouldn't have had exactly whether that be because of where you live or because of i don't know particular situations in your life or whatever it's great to see all the the opportunities that nfts have have provided i, I want to go on a quick tangent um <laughs> because you mentioned the uh, kind of the monetary aspect of NFTs and, you know, being able to sell them and you wouldn't have done otherwise. Um, because a lot of artists selling NFTs will just keep all the money for themselves, right? But I know that you've decided to put some of your money towards good causes. So do you want to talk a bit about that? Yeah, and I think that kind of ties in with, like, the goal of cat stickers that I feel like I didn't really answer earlier. <laughs> 
Um, but basically, so I think what I was trying to say is when I started, it was all about, you know, exploring a new technology, having fun, um, getting into drawing again. I hadn't drawn in a while and, and now I had a reason to draw. And I think that was the most exciting part. So I think the goal at the beginning was nobody, I didn't really think anyone was going to buy my stuff and I just wanted to have fun with my art and be able to sell it and explore new technology. Um, as my community got bigger, um, and more and more people got interested. Um, I think really the goal, um, was just to make people like have a good time. Um, I've built a really, really awesome community. Actually, or I haven't built it. Um, a whole bunch of people just found me and, <laughs> and started <laughs> chatting every day. And it's the best thing ever. It's like the best thing about the NFT project. Um, so now it's just developing a really wholesome place where people want to spend their time and want to enjoy collecting you know, things that make them smile. Um, I really love seeing people's faces when they see the, the cat butt cat sticker. It's my favorite. It's literally just a cat butt and it always makes people laugh. And I think that's amazing. Um, that was another tangent. What was the question? <laughs> I, I, I think the question was the, the good causes that you yes, put yes. some of your, so, yeah. following on from that, um, <laughs> I started to make a bit of money and I thought, Hey, we all love cats. Like, what can we do? With the wax we're making, um, people always talk about utility and, and adding stuff to their projects. And I thought, why not support uh, cat sanctuaries and cat rescues in my area? I think we might move it overseas, but for now I can actually go visit the places we're supporting, which is important to me to actually see where the money is going. So we have done a few charity drops now where I kind of just open the drop unlimited amount and people can donate as much as they want. Um, and we've had some really awesome ones where I've got to donate quite a bit of money um, to a few cat sanctuaries in, in Durban, South Africa specifically. Um, one even had, we had like huge um, storms and one of the sanctuaries like had a little house where all the cats lived and one of their windows was just completely trashed and they couldn't afford to replace it. So when we donated the money, like they sent pictures of them putting the new window in and all the cats like playing and it was, it was just <laughs> so wholesome and it makes all the hard work worth it. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's, it's important from my perspective and one of the reasons why I like Cassica so much is that you're doing it for the right reasons. I feel like for coming from like an outside perspective looking in there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of media let's say that's like hey yeah. all these nft people are making millions of dollars yes, selling so jpegs much money. <laughs> and it's it's not it's not about the money per se it's uh, even if you do raise you know an amount of money it's about what the positive effects of that you can do with you know donating it or you know giving it to good causes and that's that's fantastic and i think so the reason you started an NFT project is you, you've kind of gone over all the bases. You know, you got to explore this new industry and get to grips with this new technological revolution, I suppose. <laughs> and plus, you got to draw again. You got to create this core community. Um, but there's some people that come into NFTs that just think, oh, I can create, like, I'm not really a fan of art, but I can just stick some NFTs up and make loads and loads of money. And I think if there's anyone listening to this that that is why they want to get into NFTs or that's why they want to become a creator... You maybe don't yeah you should reconsider <laughs> because not just from like a um from like a what's the word this never happens to me on the podcast what's going on it's because i've got a new co-host and my brain's like freezing um 
it's not a, a very kind of nice not because it's not a nice thing to do yeah um but because community is such an integral part of web3 and I think if you are in it for the wrong reasons, you get found out pretty quickly. I was about to say, they'll, they'll figure it out and they'll call you out on it. Um, yeah. And I think that's just a general like business, anything to do with business and brand. I mean, I, I studied branding and one of the major things was, you know, you need to find your why. And if it's just to make money, you should not, <laughs> con- just don't even continue. Just stop right, yeah. stop right there. Yeah, I think there's always got to be a bigger purpose, whether that is charity, whether that's bringing people together, whether that's, you know, creating joy and happiness. I suppose Cat Stickers covers all three of those. <laughs> there has to be a, there has to be a more intrinsic reason for people to care about you and what you're doing and exactly. the little community that you're creating. And um, speaking of community, as I said, it's a large part of Web3. You, or I believe this is the case, you started Cat Stickers and then a community formed around it, right? Like you didn't really have much of a following before you started it. There's, because of how intrinsic Twitter is to the NFT space, there's a lot of people that kind of become semi-well-known or create a following just through typing their thoughts on the industry and then move into becoming a creator. What do you think easier to do do you think it's easier to just start and people find you or start building an audience first and then be like hey i do nfts now (laughs) (laughs) i think it's it's very difficult and i've spoken to quite a few people over the years who have wanted to like hop in and do what i'm doing um and it's definitely complicated especially with how the market kind of fluctuates and people's interest in the space fluctuates with it mm-hmm. um so i think it depends on where you are like obviously most people aren't going to be excited to start an nft project in, in a bear market is that right we're on a yes. bear. yes <laughs> look at me go <laughs> um but so for me i just started and i think i had zero expectations um i just wanted to see where it went and i, I didn't really I wasn't bothered too much. Um, I think if I were to start now, I mean, you'd probably be bothered a bit. You'd probably be quite worried about where you're going to go. And um, you don't want to start something with the idea of it like not working out, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I think it's an important point to make there that it, it's important to come in with no or very little expectation, yes. let's say. And if one of your goals, like yours was, is to learn then no matter if you sell 100 or if you sell two, you've learned something and you've still, you can look at it and be like, that's been a worthwhile experience. Rather than thinking, oh my God, I've not made 100K. I am a failure. (laughs) Like that's just, it's just the wrong way of looking at it. So, I mean, I started mine exactly like that. Like I didn't really mind where it went. I was just having fun. um, And whatever happened after that has just been a big surprise and such a blessing I didn't see coming. Um, So that's for me it makes it hard to say like oh you should do this or this because i started so differently to everybody else um i mean most people would want to start like if you wanted to see if if a business venture was worthwhile you would want to see if there's interest first so i would say definitely put feelers out there in the beginning um you know start tweeting and talking about it and and build up a little bit of a community and see if there is um a demand for what you want to do um and then start but i also just say go for it most people okay. <laughs> most people that want to start something if you don't start right away you generally 
won't you'll you'll come up with all these reasons why you should delay it and not go for it so for me that was one of the biggest things i went for it and whatever happened happened and that was one of the best parts i think that's one of the best pieces of pieces of advice that a lot of people that have started projects in web3 have which is to just start like if i'd sat and planned nft insider for three months i wouldn't be where i am now and i think (laughs) you just need to start and then just figure it out as you go along really Like, I mean, just from the NFT Insider point of view, I just made some posts on Instagram and then I was like, I I should do a bit more with this and a bit more of this. And and then it just grew and grew and got larger and larger and larger. And I think the same with Castic is in a sense. It's like, okay, let's just do some cute little pictures and sell them. And then you've got, oh, people like these. I've got a community and now I can, (laughs) now I can help, you know, cat sanctuaries and things. And it just becomes a much bigger thing than the original yeah, it's it's like Idea. snowballs, and you never you can't really predict where it's going to go. So if you're trying to plan it out in the beginning, um, I think planning is good, but not to the point where you won't start. And you cannot predict what's going to happen. I never would have no. predicted what had happened with cat stickers. So if I was waiting around for that, I never would have started. <laughs> yeah, especially in Web three, that's such a fast moving space where things exactly. can change, not just day to day, but hour to hour. Like you've just got to be, you got to be flexible, and you got to be prepared. Mm-hmm for roll pretty with much it. anything in this yep. space just so, take it as you go. <laughs> yeah but it's more so than any other industry i can think of like i used to work in a very slow industry which is like print media print media is like oh, it's not changed for like a hundred and something yeah. years um but in, in the nft space things can change literally from hour to hour you know mm-hmm. I, I think twitter is one of the most vital tools in web3 for that just to keep on the pulse of what's going on yes. really not just in yeah your community or the community around the blockchain that you're in but the wider space as well like i I don't want to mention ftx again but here we go (laughs) i've done it on the last four episodes but there we go so so much of that situation or so much the news around it broke over twitter like it wasn't broken by the new york times or the wall street journal it was one guy on twitter being like hey this looks dodgy (laughs) <laughs> or oh i found this out and i found this out and i found this out and, and it's everyone joining in yeah <laughs> yeah so i think for for everyone in the web3 space whether you're a creator or not i think at the very least being able to see those conversations on twitter and discourse and things is super super important yeah um, when i when i started i was all over twitter i realized that's where everybody was where the nft space was um and then only after like quite a few months that I moved to Discord and now Discord is like I feel like Discord's the second home of NFTs, I feel. Yeah. Um yeah, but Twitter definitely. I think Twitter's good for reach, it's good for getting your initial it's good for welcoming people in, I suppose. Yes, and then to have that kind of intimate relationship with your community, dis nothing really beats Discord. Yeah. You know, you can you can actually be in there and you can be open and speak to It's like you your know, little bubble as well where you yeah. can control or relatively control what's happening <laughs> yeah but it, it, it's cool to have that as i said that intimate space where you can chat to your community and uh it, it's kind of a walled garden i suppose because it is a, a discord server that you have to well click a link and then join it's not something that's public per se yeah but it's nice to have that accessibility as well from a collector's point of view like hey if i want to speak to this creator i just jump in their discord and oh look they're there and they've been talking to their community today and it's that's that's a part of web3 in general i don't think really really applies to any other space yes let's say yeah so i think a big question for a lot of creators or 
budding creators, let's say, is what platform they should go to, what blockchain they should start on, how do they even mint an NFT? Obviously, that changes from chain to chain. Um, you found yourself in Wax, kind of, I wouldn't say by chance, but, you know, you had a, a work colleague that knew a lot about Wax, so that was kind of your routine. How, if you had to start again today, how would you go about finding the the chain to mint on the platform to mint on the community to build your collection around that's a very interesting question and it's i feel like it's so multifaceted like if i were to start now i obviously have so much more knowledge about the space and yeah all the different platforms when i started i didn't know what blockchain and nfts were and i was introduced to wax and i think the, the biggest thing was that I'd heard how bad NFTs were. I didn't know anything about them, but I heard how bad they were. And Wax kind of ticked all the boxes. It was like, no gas fees. I, I didn't even put any money in when I started. My, my colleague gave me like five Wax or something ridiculous. And I started cat stickers from that, which is amazing. Like if you were to start on Ethereum, you would have to invest quite a bit more, I think, to start an NFT yep. connection. Um, also, one thing I've noticed is like how um, how much technical knowledge you kind of have to have. When I started, I think it's it's changed a bit now um, with all the different blockchains and the layer twos on Ethereum coming out. Um, but I've noticed that you know for most of the Ethereum side of things, it's like profile picture collections. And if you're an artist and you want to go to like Polygon or something. Um, I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> Basically, each blockchain has their type of NFTs. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't have gone with Wax, to be honest with you. Like if I look back now, it's very gaming. It's very gaming focused. Yeah. Um, and there's very few artists. I mean, there's a really cute community of artists, but it's very small compared to the games. Um, mm -hmm. If you look at Ethereum and all of them, it's, it's mainly profile picture collections. Um, and then there's like Polygon and, and all of the other places that are more like high quality art. It's selling for quite a bit of money. Um, so you've kind of got to look at what art you want to release and then look for the blockchain that kind of has a community and around that type. And then look at how much knowledge you have. Like, can I write a contract to create like my profile picture collection that's something i probably wouldn't be able to do so that's off the cards mm -hmm. um look at how much you want to invest and spend if you're doing that ethereum's probably not for you you'd have to look into something like imx or wax wax really sold me because of how affordable it was and how they were like no gas fees and it was very low cost um yeah i think that's the main thing is probably just do your research look into all the different projects all the different blockchains um, and see where your idea would fit. Like if yeah. I was to make a profile picture collection, I probably wouldn't do it on wax. Um, but at the same time, I don't know if I want to release <laughs> NFTs on like Ethereum. Just obviously sure. that's changing all the time, but yep. the cost, the environmental impact and just the general price of purchasing NFTs. I love how affordable mine are. Um, mm -hmm. literally sell them for like less than a dollar. Um, and you can collect them very easily. Whereas um, most blockchains are like one of ones and they go for quite a bit of money. Yeah, so, I mean, any any Ethereum, 
<laughs> any Ethereum chain with gas fees and immediately your NFTs aren't affordable anymore. Exactly. And so, I didn't really want, that's never been something I wanted to start where my art is like very hard to get and only people with lots of money can buy it. Um, and obviously I, I take my hat off to people that do find success in that. I think it's incredible, um, especially that they've gathered people that find huge value in the artwork that they're doing but i draw cat butts like <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're not here to spend 100k on a cat butt um and a tiny cat sticker so i think wax really spoke to like what i wanted to do collecting affordable very easy to buy it sold me yeah but no, no, that's that's awesome to hear i Funnily enough, I think I agree with you um, that you said a, a little while back that in hindsight, you probably wouldn't have started on Wax. Mm-hmm. I think in hindsight, if Wax wasn't the first chain that I really came across and started to get to know people in the community, I don't think Wax would have been where I would have started either. Exactly. That's not to say that I regret starting on Wax. I think it's been great. Um, but as we said earlier, it's it's just about doing. Yes. And you came across <laughs> Wax who were like, screw it i'll do it on wax and the same with with myself it was oh i'm getting into wax jobs and wax art and stuff so why not just start here and then i'll exactly. broaden my horizons so but to speak that, that probably really helped nft insider because you know there's wax is quite as especially last year it was quite a small audience um mm. whereas if you look at you know, the other chains, they have massive followings. Like when you hear people talk about NFTs and blockchain, they immediately think of like OpenSea and Ethereum. Um, yep. So, you know, you have so many more people there competing. Whereas, you know, Wax, we had like quite a chilled start. Like there's, there wasn't that many people and you could start your own thing and you were probably like the first to do it on that blockchain. Um, and I think that really helped. It wasn't so competitive. Yeah. I, I think even nowadays... Even with the huge amount of NFTs on on the Wax chain, I think it's over 300 million now, yeah. it still feels quite a close-knit community. Yeah. I think everyone, all the creators still know all the other creators. And if somebody new comes into the space, I remember when Shnazi moved across from Ethereum to, to Wax and you know she came into the community she got a, like a warm welcome and everyone's like yeah. hey you know nice to have you and all this kind of thing and it's it's really that kind of family environment where everybody supports one another which is so great to see um and not to say that ethereum isn't a friendly environment but there's just so many more people exactly. it's not the kind of space where every creator will know every no, other creator I, because there's I, thousands of them i think that's the main thing about like wax that i I'm very hesitant to leave is it literally like now that I've been here for two years, we have like a little, we call it wax fam. Like everybody mm-hmm. is so close and I know of and have probably spoken with the majority of the projects, you know, the smaller ones on wax. And that's a whole different experience um, on other chains. And I'm here on wax. It's just a very overall positive, friendly space um especially as an artist like all the amount of collaborations that take place really make me happy like everyone's just so happy to work with each other whereas on other chains i feel um especially with like you know all the competition and how many different profile picture collection projects there are i mean there is quite a bit of rivalry i feel um if you're all doing the same thing (laughs) so it's very interesting yeah that's not to say that i think wax is the best chain or eth is the best chain but they both or all chains really have different quirks that will appeal to different people like if you want mass market appeal ethereum is probably the place to go just because it has the most most and the most eyeballs on it but 
it's not it doesn't have this kind of family feel to it if you want a more intimate relationship with other creators and with collectors and maybe wax is the place to go um if you want to if you're making a game and you want to be rather where the eyeballs are there's imx there's polygon um but there's all again there's there's wax if you want to create a game on wax exactly I'm gonna be honest i probably won't suggest it but you i mean you can go <laughs> do that if you want to exactly. uh, and then of course you've got solana you've got bnb you've got flow you've got all these chains so where there's options. just so much option out there but it's not they all have niches in different ways mm. um and it's it's cool to just try and find what those are and just explore and go find out different things. I think one thing that I've tried to emphasize for the last few months on my social media is if you're, if you've been in the space for a while and you only know one chain, go and discover other chains. Like you don't need to go buy any NFTs, but just jump into some discords and just get to know what the community's like. And is it different to what you know? Is it the same? Do you like it? Do you not like it? It's just about, you know broadening your horizons yeah. once you've been here for a while i mean you'll okay. never know everything in the space yeah <laughs> but i mean the there's so much out there that you can learn just for free and learning or the majority of learning in web3 is just twitter and discord yes <laughs> so yeah that's something you know, i really want to get started in doing is is like looking up other artists that are kind of similar to me and, and seeing where they are in, in blockchain and Web3 and, and just experiencing, you know, the different blockchains. Because, you know, I don't know where I'm going to be in, in two, three years. I don't know where blockchain is going to be. I don't know what where Wax is going to be. Um, so definitely just, you know, broadening my horizons would yeah. be a good idea. <laughs> I mean, that's where kind of knowledge is power in, in yeah. well, anywhere really, but Web3 in particular. I mean, as I say, you never know what's going to happen, but the more people you know, the more chains that you know a little bit about. You feel a bit more it makes you, Yeah, you feel a bit more comfortable and should, I don't know, should wax collapse tomorrow, you'll at least know a bit about another chain a, or about other artists. Have a and, backup plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just makes it makes the future a little, uh, a little less scary, yes. <laughs> put it that way. Um, for, for creators coming into the space, Web three is uh, a very different ball game to Web two. Um, whereas in obviously data was a big thing in Web two is just all about acquiring people's data, selling it on. You know, of course, Facebook was the big um, oh, man, culprit Facebook. for this. Um, <laughs> but Web three is is so much different in that it is so community focused and it just has a very different set of uh, kind of beliefs and understandings that uh, the traditional internet has had so for any creators coming into the space is there anything in particular that they should keep in mind about how they conduct themselves how they try and go about building a community like are there are there certain things they should keep in mind when trying to build their presence in this space yeah. that's yeah that's i think that's something that's um i didn't really know much about going in and that i've learned over the a couple of years and i kind of often find myself comparing my experience to like the traditional artists that i follow let's say i'm like on instagram because i feel like art is quite big on instagram um but i think the main thing is that one things are changing so quickly and you have to be 
in this. Like you have to be in it fully. You have to be dedicated and you have to be consistent. Um, because like throughout the couple of years that I've been on here, things have changed so much. And if, if you're like flip flopping all over the place and you're adding to that sense of unease in your community and the people that are purchasing your stuff, it's not going to be great. And on top of that, like on top of being consistent and dedicated, I think it's really, really important that you are open, honest, and transparent with your NFT community. Um, it's just, it's something that's completely different. I mean, you know, Web2, if I go look at the artists that I follow, like I know their faces. Um, I might know their name if they share that. Um, but, you know, really, we don't expect much of the artists. They're like, oh, I like your art. I'm following you. Um, if they've got like some merch, I might buy a merch. Great. Um, I feel like with NFTs, you have more of a commitment to ensure that your NFT collection is sticking around and <laughs> you're not just going to up and leave. I think people are yeah. quite wounded from all the rug pulls. Um, so kind of how I've tackled that is to be consistent be a constant present in the space and make sure that my community knows what's going on in my head. You know, how do I feel about the project? Um, where is it going? Uh, you always see like people's roadmaps and NFTs. Whenever people start an NFT project, it's like NFTs roadmap, like they're ticking off the boxes or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't have something like that because I'm just one person, but I make it a point to keep up to date with my community and let them know what's going on in my life. Um, obviously, if you're a big game project, you're not really going to worry about that, but you still have to be open and transparent. But as an individual, um, I'm really open with my community. And I think that yeah. they, they really enjoy that. They know what's going on and that I'm not just going to up and leave all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that really helps um, and is quite a bit different to Web2 space in general. Yeah, no, that's some good advice. I think one one facet of Web3 that I think is very different to Web2 is the expectations from the yes. community. So let's say if you're building a game, like a traditional game, um, you can probably go two, three, four weeks, a month, two months without saying anything yeah. to the people that are, that care about your project. And that's fine like they'll they be just be like oh they're, they're building it's all right you know they'll get back to us in time <laughs> whereas in in web 3 whether you're a game or an artist or whatever it is you're doing people want updates as often as you can give them which is i think the deuce has to be some uh, management of expectations there mm. for example uh i've been looking at the um a, a couple of uh, a couple of the large ETH projects at the moment, Doodles being one of them, um, and you know they're they're active in their Discord, but often they'll go two weeks without tweeting anything, and all of and a sudden people are like, oh my god, what's going on? It's not moving. Oh my god, I'm worried. Ah! And it's like just you know chill. Like yeah. I'm sure they're still they are still building they are still doing stuff but just because they're not there the second yep. you check their page doesn't mean that they've disappeared but that there is that expectation from definitely from web3 community that you know we want regular updates in discord we want to see you regularly tweeting if you yeah. do live streams we want to see more of those um which is what, last week when um, on nft insider <laughs> we didn't publish anything all week i was like oh my god are people gonna think we've died like what's going on <laughs> 
um, but <laughs> that's of course, the general we, feeling. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but we we came back and you know Addy's now joined and we did the the article on the the Gods Unchained card reveal yesterday, which was huge and people loved that and people were like oh you're here like and there's but there's a lot of it's easy to build tension in web3 yes, completely very. unintentionally just very. by not saying anything <laughs> like even if i was to tweet like if i hadn't tweeted for a week and i just oh, tweeted yeah. hello people are like oh he's alive he's still here that's fine <laughs> Uh, it but would, if I was to it say would also nothing, be like, hello, they'd be like, well, what the hell? <laughs> what do you mean, hello? <laughs> where, have, where have you gone? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> there, there is this, again, this expectation that in Web3 that because it's this new industry and it, blah, 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 that people work 365 days a year and never take a break and never yep. go do anything else. It's like, it, some of us do have other things to do life, and like... to get on with. Yeah. <laughs> But it's it's important to know that as an artist coming yes, in, that the community can be, uh, can expect a lot of you very quickly. Yes. And you'll figure out how to handle that as you go along. But I think it's important to set some kind of expectation in your community. For sure. So, for example, if from the start you do a Discord announcement every three days... If you it goes to that three-day point, yeah, and you don't do an announcement, people are going to wonder what's going on. Yeah. Um, but this is where you're just open and you're transparent and you exactly. talk and you make people kind of understand a little bit more about you, about what's going on, about things that are going on in your life. That doesn't mean you have to share absolutely everything. anything and everything. Yes, yeah. But... It helps a little bit. Yeah, it, it really helps. More it's, than you would normally. Yeah, yeah it's doing the Web2 artist comparison, I think a lot of the time in Web2, the value of the art is in the art. Yes. It's, is this a cool picture? If so, I want to buy it. Mm. Whereas in Web3, the value is, I want to say the art's still important, but I think there's less value on the art and more on the person that made it. Yes. So it's and like, the... oh, I've got a piece from this guy. Yes. <laughs> and I, I, I'm a fan of their work and I like them as people, not just what they make. Exactly. Yeah. Like in, in Web 2, as you said, like you'll, you might see an, you come across artists and you really like them, like, oh, I'm going to put that on my wall. You buy their art. Um, and you might never buy from them again. You might never look at them again. It's, it's kind of just, very face value. I like their art. But as you said, in Web3, you kind of get to know the person. It's very easy to develop relationships with them over like Discord and, and Twitter. And I feel like people get a lot more invested in NFT communities and being within the community. Um, and possibly it's because like you've invested, I mean, not with cat stickers, maybe a little bit, but like if you've invested quite a bit of money in it, you're not going to just step back and be like, oh, that was fun and walk away. You're going to want to yeah. keep up to date with them. And, you know, I feel like there's a lot of emphasis on the communities around NFT projects. And once you get into an NFT project, you kind of like go full into it um, and get to know the people, develop relationships. And now you have this weird relationship with the nft project and the creator <laughs> um and i've yeah. experienced that myself just because i'm a creator doesn't mean i don't um you know look into other nft projects in this space like i'm huge in some of the other ones and i know like you're with with cool cats and you know you develop these bonds with these nft projects it's the strangest thing and it's it's awesome it's really it's awesome yeah i enjoy it yeah i think that's <laughs> something we've mentioned on the pod before is uh, let's say you're a fan of, I mean, not even just an artist, but just a, a, brand, a brand, any yeah. brand you can think of. 
there might be 10 million people that buy from that brand, but you won't necessarily know any of them or be able to contact any of them or really necessarily care. Yeah, yeah, why should I Whereas <laughs> as, as Web3, it's all about having that ability to reach out to people that like the same creator, collect from the same creator, reach out to the creator themselves if you want to. Like that possibility is mm. there if you just jump into the Twitter or the Discord or wherever it is and just strike up a conversation. I mean, there's... Obviously, you're, you became a part of NFT Insider about 10 months ago. I would have had no idea who you were if yes. I didn't collect NFTs on Wax and had come across your work and seen you in Twitter and Discord. And also, we just had Addy join us, who's someone I've known in the community for yeah. probably about a year and a half, about yeah. the same sort of length. And just the whole Atomic Cub family, I suppose, we have now, which is about 50 people, so many of them. There are a few that have come from outside because they've got specialist knowledge, blah, blah, blah. But the vast majority of them are people that have come from the community. Yes. That, you know, just started out as someone that liked wax NFTs or started their own collection and have kind of just found their way to us. Yeah. And, I mean, if you told me three years ago I'd be doing what I'm doing now... I don't think I would have believed you. Yeah, I also <laughs> would have same laughed. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally, if somebody had said to me, like, oh, you're going to be making NFTs and you're going to work for a Web3 company, like, creating content, <laughs> I would have been like, excuse you. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> it's the it's the most bizarre thing. And how quickly it moves as well just adds to how crazy it is to be where we are now. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, especially as a, a brand... I was really, in, I did strategy branding. I was really interested in, I still am in brands. And it's, it's insane how NFTs and branding have changed because of, of everything in Web3. Like, you know, as you said, if you had a brand and you sold stuff, that was kind of it. And you did like traditional yep. marketing, you pushed to an audience you didn't really know. I mean, you could try to do a bit of research and figure out a bit more about them, but it wasn't personal on any level. Um, and now there's such a big emphasis on having, you know, listening to your audience, talking to your audience, having those communities where you can literally talk to them directly and they keep coming back is, is mm-hmm. such a big leap in the space and something I think businesses are really going to have to jump on board or, I mean, it's doesn't work for all businesses and doesn't work for all brands but it's mm-hmm. such an awesome evolution of you know the space and branding and and purchasing as a, as a consumer it's it's a really yep. awesome step in the right direction oh for sure i can remember back when i did my degree and we were talking about market research and yes. oh, my my ideal customer <laughs> is they're 35 and they're male and they like these things and they go to these places and they have this much disposable income and of course there's a bit of that in web3 you know there's going to be certain projects that appeal to certain people certain age ranges blah 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 but it's much more about what those people value and how not just you know how much money can they give me or how valuable are they in terms of like a monetary sense how can i sell to them (laughs) it's more like how can i attract people that have the same values and beliefs and that would form a nice community like how can i build a group of people that all have the same kind of ideals and ways they think about the world kind of thing which i think is more valuable in a traditional sense than just being like i want this set of people it's no i want i want to build a group of people and 
they get all get to know each other and they all get to talk to me and I get to talk to them and we can learn from each other and we can grow and we can see where it goes from here. You it's, know? it's an incredible evolution and it's something like I'm so grateful for um, with my community is that somehow what I was doing attracted a certain type of person. Um, I don't know if it was the cats or me or, <laughs> or something. Um, but I mean, if you like cats, you're probably a, a cool person. That was probably had something to do with it. But like now that I step back and I look at my community, it's just filled with, you know, as you said, like all of these people that we, we all share some kind of, you know, it wasn't just interest. It's just like a general, you know, all of our values and stuff, I feel like are quite shared and it's, mm-hmm. it's in- incredible to see something built up around you know, my small collection like that. And yeah. it's, it's just incredible. Like, and I think that's why most people in my community get up every day and they want to chat there because everyone's just having a good time and we all get along and it's just, it's awesome. And I don't think if I had started out like as a normal artist on like Instagram, I don't think I would have ever have had anything like this. And mm-hmm. uh, it's really just amazing. Yeah. I think the value of an accessible community is something that's I think for a very long time been undervalued. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously I've been a lifelong gamer. I can remember, you know, mid 2000s, whether it be RuneScape or whatever. Like you do, the first thing you do when you wake up is like, oh, I wonder what my guild is doing. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll just jump into the chamber like, hey guys, I'm awake. Like, Hello. And then we go play, we go do a quest or we go fight a boss or whatever it is. And it now feels like that same element of community building and just having this group of people that all galvanize around a particular project or collection is now moving not just into nfts but into how brands around the world want to shape their interactions it's now they they want to build communities they want yes. to have that closer connection and it's such an exciting time it is it's really awesome <laughs> hashtag nerds <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. So, kind of the last question I had is: You've been building cat stickers for two years. We have been in a bear market for basically the last year. How's that changed cat stickers? How's that changed your approach? Has it meant that there's less people within your community? Has it made relationships stronger between the people who've stayed? Like, what's how's the bear market affected you in general? I think, like, the general vibe of the space, like, if I take a step back, it's quite, I wouldn't say depressing, but it is a little bit. It is just a little bit. Like, everybody's kind of leaving or not doing so well, and it is really sad, especially since, you know, when I started and and last year, everything was just amazing. Everyone was so excited. Everyone was doing well. Um, So just in general, I think there's definitely more, I I wrote, like, in my notes, glum vibe. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It's an accurate description. Wow. It's accurate. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm super lucky because I've been consistent, dedicated. Um, I've built this awesome community or they kind of found me. Um, and so we're all kind of just continuing on, which is such a blessing. Like I still, people still want to buy my cat stickers. Um, I've still got most of the people that I started with, um, that are still interested in, you know, being in my community. And I think that's just incredible. So in my little bubble, it's fine. <laughs> like we're just continuing on. Um, but the general space, um, yeah, definitely I can see the effect it's had and, and also how fewer people I've seen that are joining cat stickers. Um, 
Like I remember throughout the years, we've had quite a few people just join and then they really fit in with the community. And we kept finding all these awesome people that wanted to collect and get into NFTs. Whereas now I feel like people aren't really looking to get into more projects. Um, they aren't looking to even be in the space. Like some people are considering leaving. Um, and that's, I've definitely seen that. Like we haven't had many new people, um, join and we've seen a few people leave. Um, but I mean, overall, I think especially in wax, um, being not so high stakes, not so, you know, um, I feel like the other chains are very high investments because you're putting a lot more money in. Um, yep. with cat stickers, I, we don't really have that. It's kind of like most people paid very little for the cat stickers when they started. So there's not so much pressure for it to do well as an investment. Um, so I think people are just there for a good time, really, which is really awesome to see and a lot less pressure on me. Um, yep. and I feel like a lot of artists and collections are feeling a lot of pressure at the moment. Mm-hmm. Especially I think that's one, that's one of the, one of the positives about building a collection on wax in particular is because of how low cost it is yes. that you know the the monetary factor is much less much less less of a reason for people to stay or leave yeah you know they they care a lot more about the community and about the people and of course people that there's a vast majority of people that buy nfts because they want to make money or because they view yeah. them as an investment but i think that's uh, most of that community is over on ethereum and on other chains, not Wax, which has, uh, you know, a very different set of, of ideals and reasons people are here. Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie, looking at looking at the graph on CoinMarketCap and how much <laughs> Wax has fallen in the past year is depressing. depressing. <laughs> you know, I was, without getting too much into, you know, exactly how much holdings I had, but I was looking at a point November last year where it was like, if I wanted to, I could just outright buy a house like not not mortgage just be like i want this house (laughs) and now with the exact same amount of wax basically it's like i could buy hmm, (laughs) what could i buy (laughs) a guitar maybe like i don't know like obviously but that that's if you've been in the space for a long time obviously that you know the the, as the graphs go up and down that will affect your thinking but i don't think my approach to why i'm a member of this chain or why i like all the collections has has altered at all you know i've always really liked to support the artists and you know good causes and all of that kind of thing and as you say it's been it's been unfortunate to see not just collectors but creators as well just kind of wind down and stop especially over the last few months i mean i can there's loads off the top of my head, you know, Zen Dodo parties stopped several months ago. Realms of Arcovia stopped get. completely. Like, you don't want to put yeah, all your time understand. into something. Like when I tell people what I'm doing, they laugh because I mean, at the moment I'm not making a lot of money. And no. I mean, if any, and you know, lots of people were in this to, you know, create a livelihood for themselves. And it's really sad to see people aren't able to do that and continue. Um, mm-hmm. But like specifically with wax, I think what softened the blow of, you know, everything going down <laughs> was that we were all there together and we have yeah. all these close knit relationships and all these really awesome communities. And I think that's what pe- makes people stick around more than they would. Um, mm-hmm. Which, yeah, is amazing. I certainly think that during this, the people that stick around in a bear market, I know this gets said a lot on Twitter and it's a bit cliche, <laughs> but I do think it's true that, you know, the people that stick around in the bear market and persist with their relationships with other people, with other creators, etc. when once a, a bull market comes back, 
those you're going to be very grateful to have stuck around and yes. to have made those relationships and to have stuck with these groups of people. I mean, it's the the bars can't always go up. They can't always be green candles. That's not the way the world works. You know, there has to be crashes. There has to be downtimes. There has to be unfortunate periods where creators leave and collectors leave and everything kind of gets a bit smaller. But there will be times again where things grow and it, there's more positivity and, and happiness in general stuck around <laughs> absolutely absolutely um well i think that is i think it's been a pretty good overview of both kind of your journey as a creator and why if anyone listening is thinking about being a creator why they should give it a shot um it's i think it depends how how demanding you want to take it or how much how much yeah. pressure you want to put on yourself you know if you want to become you know the next big huge nft artist cool but i temper your expectations a bit yeah. I, I think <laughs> the best way to come into it is just like hey i want to learn i want to have fun i want to get what this thing is all about and any success i get out of the other side of that that's just an added bonus, bonus. exactly how but i think for anyone that's in the space and there's only been a collector up to this point I think I would suggest, even just for a little while, just try be a creator, whether it's for like a week, a month, two months, because you get, you're getting so much more of an understanding of the technology, of the industry, of the space that you're in. And I think, I mean, I can't speak for you, of course, but personally, I think blockchain tech and NFTs and Web3 has such a big future ahead of it that the more knowledge I gain now, the better off I'll be in future. Completely agree, which is why I started. I I didn't want to, I, I mean, you know, blockchain and crypto and all of that, like the technology, I really love everything and the reasoning behind it. And, you know, we're such, everyone always says we're such early days. I'm very excited to see where it goes. And if it, I mean, it could all crash and burn. We might not, you know, if every country in the world is like, no more blockchain, gone. Like, <laughs> it could all go up in flames. Um, but in case that doesn't happen, like in case it does go forward, which is where it looks like it's going, I don't want to be left behind in the dust. Um, and I, and I always say that to people, like, I don't care if you're not going to, you know, you don't have to make NFTs, you don't have to buy crypto, you don't have to buy any NFTs, just educate yourself <laughs> so that when people say like oh nfts you're not like huh? um yep. just educate yourself look into it just dip your toes into it so you're not left mm -hmm. behind in the dust and i think that's the best advice i can give to anyone <laughs> awesome i wholeheartedly agree um well hey that has been episode 48 of the mint one podcast uh, we're now with the outro which I, I don't think it's going to go any better than when me and rob usually do it because <laughs> I don't know if you've heard it before, but it doesn't usually go too well. Oh dear. <laughs> so let's give this a go. Um, Saskia, where can people find you? Where can people find Cat Stickers? Best place is Twitter. It's Cat Stickers NFT on Twitter. And then from there, definitely join my Discord. It's the best part about um, Cat Stickers, in my opinion. Um, and we also have a website, catstickersnft.com. Um, yep, yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and of course, for, for myself, it's NFT Insider. Well, I guess for both of us, actually, yes. it's <laughs> NFTinsider.io for the latest NFT news. Um, at NFTinsider underscore IO on Twitter and Instagram and CoinMarketCap community and 
I think TikTok and a few other places. Everywhere. We might not have content <laughs> on all of those platforms, but you can go and find us and follow us anyway. Uh, and then for me personally, it's at Hydropowered, H-Y-D-R-O-P-W-R-D, on pretty much everything you can think of, including Be Real now, if anyone... Uh, yes. Is <laughs> if anyone's interested in seeing me sit in front of my desk seven days a week. Oh, same. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, there we go. Um, thank you very much for watching. Uh, if you want to keep up with the Mint One podcast, you can follow us on Twitter at Mint One Pod. If you're watching on YouTube, like and subscribe would be amazing. And uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, a five star podcast review would be great. And uh, hey, if you found this interesting, then share it around. You know, get uh, get some more people in this pod. It's a cool little community we're building. So yeah, there we go. Uh, thank you very much for watching, everybody. And I will see you next week. Bye.